proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of David Podcast. It's being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. My name is Charles and I will take you on this journey for the next hour, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. It, it depends on what the Spirit of the Lord dictates. I'm so happy and so glad that you are along for the ride. Thank you downloading this podcast. Thank you for streaming it. Thank you for connecting with us. I know that it was the Father above that led you to do this and not yourself. This is an ordained time of God. This is a specific time that God wanted you to hear the message that will be coming forth from this podcast. We don't say this to toot our own horn and special. But we believe here that God has anointed this podcast and set it aside as a free for the saints that will tune in and listen. And I believe with all of my heart before this podcast is over, something will be said that will strengthen you, encourage you, you, perhaps even rebuke you. But all of it will be for your benefit and for the glory of God. Now, while I'm welcoming you, I want to welcome also. To the podcast, my friend, and in the ministry, Scott. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I am blessed in the Lord, and I'm so happy to be back on the main podcast again. I find that just a privilege to be doing this with you, Charles, and with the listener that's listening. I, I just can't wait to hear what God's going to say. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, and I love the way that you mentioned main podcast. I a lot of people may not know, Scott, that you also have a podcast called the Key of David Supplemental, which is a mental podcast that you were led by the Holy Spirit to start uh, a few weeks ago, right at the main podcast. And I hope our listeners are enjoying both. I have been uh, listener in the middle of these longer podcasts, the main podcast of David one. Scott's doing a Key of David supplement, whatever the Lord is saying at that time. Here on the main podcast, we usually take a subject and break it down and speak to it in depth, do a little teaching, a little talking about it. But on those supplemental podcasts, Scott's taking time to shoot straight from the hip and give you exactly what the Spirit of the Lord is saying at that time. If you haven't been to them, I hope you do so. You can find it on most podcast catchers under the name of Kib David Supplemental. I hope you're looking out for those. I enjoy them, and I know, Scott, that God is using them. And, you know, I, I want to give you kudos for obeying God on them. But I'm doing well, and I'm excited about this main podcast as well. We uh, always want to stand for the Lord and do whatever we can, be a productive part of his kingdom. And I believe God has something to say today, Scott. And uh, before we get into it, of course, we want to go to the Lord in prayer. There's a scripture on my heart, Scott, that I want to read prior to praying that comes from the book of Romans chapter 15, and it's verse 13. It says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. It is by the power of the Holy Ghost, Scott, that we have joy peace and hope the bible says the kingdom of god is not meat nor drink but joy peace and righteousness in the holy ghost so we're going to trust that the holy ghost is in this podcast today that he's going to bless each and every listener including scott you and myself with his joy peace and righteousness and that we're going to enjoy this time that we have with the father now every week listener we take a time out to pray over a list of individuals that we've been given by different listeners, different people have names to add to this list that we pray over. We pray over this list diligently. We pray that God moves on each. And we here at Kiv David believe in the power of God to change and transform and move and make a way where there seems to be no way. And we're going to allow him to do so by praying over these names right now. I know you have the list, and listener, this is your opportunity 
to be added to this list. If you have a need, if you have a name that you want to see added to this list and let Scott and myself join our faith with yours so that we can pray and see God move on that need, feel free to let us know you can do so by using our email address. It'll be linked in the show notes of this podcast, and I will give it at the end of the podcast for those people who want to write it down. It is a quick way for you to be added to the list. You can be as discreet as you want to be, or you can be as ambiguous as you want to be. You can have an unspoken request, just a name. God knows the need. We will pray for the need. Scott, I want you to take the time to call those names out. Let's pray over them, and then pray over the podcast that God will have his way through the remaining part of it, and that the Holy Spirit will lead and direct everything that's said. Amen. I will certainly pray over these names. And may I brag on the Lord for a minute that he has been moving on this list. Some names come off, some names come on, but the Lord's been moving, and he's been gracious to let us see him moving. And I just praise God for the fact that God still answers prayer. If Lister, you've got to believe us today that God still answers prayer. It's still worth the time to pray because he's still listening. And we always base this scripture, and I'm not going to take a lot of time here, but we always base this scripture on Mark 11, 22 through 26. It's a great passage, and it just basically says, Have faith in God, whosoever shall say unto this mountain or trouble in your life, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So that's what we're doing here. Charles and his faith and my and my faith and you, the listener, and those that have wrote in to have their names put on here, we're agreeing in faith that the Lord is going to meet that need, move on that situation. That's why we're calling out these names. We want you all to know you're not alone fighting the fight that you're going through. We're standing here at this ministry with you, and we believe we're going to see God move on these needs. So I'm going to call them out here. We're praying for Greg, for Melissa, for Chris, Amanda, Annabelle, Trey, Tina, Joe, Landon, Jerry, Rhonda, Scott, Matthew, Shirley, Dante, Danielle, Billy, Saber, Rick, Noah, Wiley, Eric, Katrina, and Naomi. We're praying for each name on this list. And while we're doing this too, we're also praying for you, the listener that listens to this podcast. Everyone's going through something. Everyone is fighting something. Everyone's battling something. If you're on this people planet living the life, you're going to face trials and storms, persecutions, tribulations. But be of good cheer. The Lord has overcame each one of these situations and he can overcome the situation in your life if you will trust in him. So we're going to put that to prayer right now while we pray. You pray with us wherever you're at, whenever you're listening to this recording, doesn't matter. You pray with us at the same time. Let's agree together and go to the Lord with these needs. Father, we thank you today for the ability to pray, for the privilege to pray. We thank you, O Father in heaven, for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who paved the way and paid with a dear price all of us to have the ability to come into your presence and have our petitions made known. We thank you for that, Jesus, and we pray right now in the name of Jesus that each one of these needs on here, physical, mental, spiritual, financial, whatever they may be going through, marriage needs, personal needs. God, are you still there? God, I've lost you. Hello? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you you can thank uh the new uh program for all that right there yeah but we're gonna go ahead and pray anyway all right let's do it all right 
Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I bind everything that will try to hinder this recording and stop this in the name of Jesus. We bind you, Satan, over this recording. We bind you, Satan, over the people that are listening on this podcast. We bind your devices and your move. You will not win. You are a defeated foe in the name of Jesus. And now I pray for every name that's been called out on that list that, God, you would move, you would touch, you would meet the need. Lord, I know you can and I know you will. Lord, you said have faith in you, and that's exactly what we're doing, putting our faith and trust in you in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, we give you the praise that you're going to touch each one and for the listener. Whatever they may be going through right now, we pray for them. I don't know their name, but you do. You know what they're going through, where they're at. So, Lord, I give you the glory and the praise right now that you touch that listener. Let them feel your presence. Let them feel your touch. And, Lord, as we go into this podcast, I pray that you put your spirit and your presence upon Charles, that you minister through him, that, Lord, most of all, your presence be in this podcast and touch the listener. Lord, we can do nothing. We don't have anything to offer, but Lord, all our need is in you. Lord, everything that we have need of is in you. And we pray for your presence to be in this podcast and we give you the glory and we give you the thanks for it all. In Jesus name we pray and amen. 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 Thank you for that prayer, Scott. I know we might've had a hiccup on the technology changes. It causes a few things to change, and sometimes we have a little difficulty, but God is still in control. Thank God that he don't depend on technology to move. <laughs> but, Amen. Scott, uh, thank you for that prayer. I hope you joined your faith with Scott while he prayed, and you will see God move in whatever situation is in your life. Scott, uh, we're going to do things a little today. Um, I know that we last week on hope uh we were we were kind of encouraged by the listeners who reached out to us and let us know that we after they listened to the faith series they said now that you've talked about faith so much let's talk about hope and it got us to remembering that verse in the first corinthians chapter 13 the Verse verse 13 says, Now abideth these three, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. Now, faith, hope, and love are the three pillars of a Christian life, Scott. We talked about those pillars last week, that a Christian is going to be strong when all three of those things are are present in the believer's life and take position. You know, you can have faith, but in the wrong thing you can have hope but your hope wrong thing and you can have love but your love being the wrong thing and it won't work but when you have faith hope and love in proper places in your life then god's blessings are going to be on you his power is going to be evident in your life you're going to cause damage against the kingdom of darkness so we're going to continue this week the second week we're going to talk about hope again now, Scott, I have an outline, and uh, we usually use an outline, and, and listener, just you know, just to give you a heads up, these outlines are for us to keep our mind and our focus on the right thing and make sure we don't leave anything out, but we always leave a caveat in there that the Lord can interrupt at any time, that the Holy Spirit can move at any time, think what he would like to may not be on the outline. These outlines are etched in stone. They're just a guideline, and we try our best here on this podcast to be influenced and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Well, Scott and I were talking off mic prior to doing this podcast about the subject of hope. Great conversation, and we thought, well, instead of preacher man that we normally are on these podcasts when we hit record, we're going to try to have a honest, heartfelt, really straightforward conversation with each other about this subject. Because, Scott, I believe the subject of hope is very necessary and needful in every belief because we all struggle in this area. 
you know, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart. And that means that when what you're hoping for to pass in a certain amount of time, your heart gets sick. It shows on a believer's life in different ways. It could be stress. It could be fear. It could be anxiety. It could be worry. It could be just disgruntledness, unhappy, feeling down and blue because what you've been hoping for has not come to pass yet. Even frustration and anger might come in because hope deferred makes the heart sick. So, Scott, we're going to try, if we can today, to take off the preacher man hat and just speak to each other in a very calm, a very straightforward, a very clear fashion with each other as if we were conversation like we were off mic about the subject of hope. because hope is needful for our lives it, it is needful for success for survival you can't survive without hope i know we took 18 weeks on the subject of faith and we talked about faith for a very long time and said that we survive the bible says the just shall live by faith but, you know, faith stems from hope, Scott, so is to just live by faith, but we also live by our hope, and we got to make sure our hope is in the right place, in the right focused on the right object. Amen. Well said, sir. <clears throat> Pardon me. Well said. I, I have learned in what little short time we have started this uh, series on hope and and I didn't pay attention to it that much before I read that scripture that you're that you're talking about faith, hope, and love, and we'll we'll target preachers too. We'll target faith because yeah. there's a lot to talk about on faith, and they'll they'll target love. We've got a whole chapter devoted to the love of God, and we'll target those things. And I don't hear a whole lot of talking about hope and right. the power that is in hope. And Charles, since we've started this and i started looking into that i i realize now just the wonder they're the you call them the pillars the wonder they are the pillars if if one of these foundational pillars is out of sync just one out of sync in your life you're going to be one of the most miserable people that, that you could be around and i didn't realize hope was this important till we started digging into this exactly. and and i realized you know, folks that, that get to the place, and I'm not by any means making light of this situation, but the folks that hit rock bottom to the point of thinking about suicide and taking their own life, now you can get specific with specific details, but you can just generally say they've reached a point where they see absolutely no hope, none whatsoever. There's, there's no way out. And, and oh, all I've got left now is to check out. And boy, do we need to start preachers that are listening to this podcast. Do you need to start talking about hope and the power that's in hope? Yes, sir. I said I wouldn't go be preachy. I hope I wasn't there. <laughs> no, I thought you did a great. Um, when you were talking, I thought about it. You know, I, I agree with you. I haven't heard very many sermons on the subject of hope. And when the listener reached out to me and asked me to do a series on, I kind of felt, I'll be honest with you, I kind of felt bad because I didn't have a lot of material on the subject. And it, it came to me that I had a huge amount of time on the subject of faith, but I have never considered just how important it is in a believer's life. And Scott, we all struggle with it. You you mentioned the people who contemplate or even commit suicide. They 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 reach that decision, or they ponder that decision, or they consider that out that avenue of escape because they reached a hopeless situation. And we've all dealt with hopelessness. There's not one person out there that's immune to it. And that's why I wanted to have an honest forward discussion. Of is because, Scott, even you and I were in this area in our lives at one point or another where we felt hopeless in the situation that we were in. Isn't that why and when the devil will attack 
the greatest is when we are at our wits end when we are at a point where we're hopeless he will bring his hardest attack and the reason why i believe this is subject is so important is because i have i have uh, become hopeless in my life and have you know i'll be honest with you i've contemplated an easy way out so to speak thank god he intervened in my life and stopped me from hurting myself but scott we're talking to people and i guarantee you there are listeners that are listening to this podcast who have considered and possibly even attempted to take the quick way out of this world because of hopelessness absolutely and by, by no means again you know not making light of any situation it it has touched both our lives We've we've both you you and I have reached points where we you know the devil tricked us <clears throat> into into thinking there was no hope for the situation we were in. So I, I understand where you're coming from. I I too have been in a situation where I contemplated that once in my life, thinking there was no hope. And Charles, you know, I, I'm beginning to see if I could be so bold. I'm beginning to see that it starts those three pillars. You don't yep. start with faith. You don't start with love. You start with hope. Yep. A person who doesn't have, wow. And, I, and I'm feeling a little wind, if you will, of the Holy Spirit. But yep. but a, a, a person who doesn't have any hope, think about this. A person who doesn't have any hope, how can they pray with faith? The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. The Bible teaches without faith, you can't receive anything from God. Now, faith is fueled by not just by the word. I'm not coming against that. But but your faith is fueled by a little vision that yep. you see of, of something you want coming to pass. If you see that vision in front of you, uh, let me let me take an example. Let's let's say I, I want to see a family member get saved that they're lost, they're going to hell. And, I, and I've got me a little vision in front of me. I, I see them bowing down at an altar and giving their heart to the Lord. Then I can then activate my faith to start praying, Lord, please move on this situation. I, I will then show them the love of Jesus as best as I can to try right. to win them, say something. It, it begins with hope. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, Scott, uh, you said it, and you said you felt a little wind blowing when you said hope is needful, and it's the first thing that's necessary for life. Uh, and hope can be in anything. Uh, I believe a lot of people struggle in this area because they place their hope in wrong things. They place their hope in loved ones, and, you know, it's like mar uh -huh. marriages, marriages can fail when hope is placed in the person and they don't live up to that hope. Yep. But, but a lot of times the reason that our marriages fail is because we expect from our spouse, what only God can supply. There you go. And a lot of marriages fail because their hope or their vision or their expectation from that other person is more than that other person can give them. Because mm -hmm. they're only human. And it's the same thing. It goes, you know, Scott, this can be applied everywhere you, everywhere you go in life. Uh, a lot of people quit their jobs because their vision or their hope or their expectation from that job or their boss didn't pan out. And they didn't get what they expected or they didn't get what they had desired or hoped for. And so they give up. And Scott, this this hope thing applies to every area of our life. A ball team hopes they'll win the game. A business has vision statements, which it equals the hope they have for their achievements, what their objectives are. Uh, everybody has hope, whether it be in the right thing or the wrong thing. We're all fueled by it. Hope is what gets you out of bed in the morning, if you'll be honest. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, you know, you're laying in the bed, you either get up because you got a job to go to and you could say, well, I get up cause I have to go work. 
but you go to work because you want to make a living and you make a living because you want to buy things, pay your bills, have electricity, have the comforts of life. That's your vision. That's your hope. That's what's driving you. Scott, hope is like the goal. And you take a goal away from somebody or you make it unachievable and that person's going to give up. Absolutely. I I think this, and and I'm trying not to make a general statement here. I I really believe that one of the greatest tactics of Satan right now, maybe the listeners already thought about this, but I think one of the greatest tactics that Satan has done in this day and age is trick, fool, pressure people into thinking there is no hope. There is no hope in what you're going after. There's no hope for the world. Everything's about to, to unravel and, and fall into chaos, and there's no hope for, for anything. And and I, I think one of the greatest things I, – I don't know about you. Now, now maybe <coughs> you agree with me. Maybe you don't. Tell me. But me, you and I are pretty close in age, <laughs> if I can say it that way. We're pretty close. You – have you ever seen a time when we were younger, Charles, there was at this level of hopelessness, depression, fear. It was out there, but there wasn't this level. It, it's like a spiritual blanket trying, trying to wrap around people to snuff out the very life out of them. I mean, have you felt that? Absolutely. I, we were talking about it last week, how, you know, uh, hopelessness is what's causing the suicide rate to go up and, and even younger individuals to commit it. Uh, Scott, hope or, it, you know, to me, hope is the very thing that keeps you alive. And, you know, we believe on this ministry. We believe we started this podcast because we knew that there was a dark time coming, that God had revealed to us that the darkness would increase that the times would get rougher and things would be begin to happen on this earth that would cause people to give up. And, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure because the Bible doesn't reveal. Uh, there's been a lot of ministers that have, have said what they believe causes the great falling away. You know, Paul mentioned there'd be a great falling away in the last days. And that many people who once had faith would give up and walk away from God. And it says, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Well, I think one of the seducing spirits is going to be hopelessness. Absolutely. Uh, I believe, yes, there's going to be multiple things that cause great falling away. There's going to be deception. The, you know, there's going to be a focus on worldly goods and worldly things. The Bible says that men's hearts would fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon this earth. And a lot of this darkness, a lot of this world that we live in is getting so bad that it's causing people to lose their hope. But I think one of the greatest things that's going to cause the great falling away or people to walk away from God in the last days is because they have hope in something, a vision in something. And that vision and that hope is not coming to pass. And they they believe, Scott, that they received this vision from God. They believe that they received this dream, this vision, this desire, this goal from God. They didn't make sure that it was from God. They just came up with a vision and wanted God to put his stamp of approval on it. And because it doesn't seem to be getting God's approval, or it doesn't seem to be coming to pass. They want to blame God and say, God, you told me that this was going to happen in my life. You told me I was going to be able to get this, or I believed you were going to do this in my life and it's not coming to pass. And Scott, we either don't wait long enough or we have a vision that doesn't come from God and it causes us to lose our hope. And I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've had goals, dreams, and visions. Every human has a desires, dreams, visions, and goals for their own life. The problem is, is I didn't check all my desires. I didn't check all my dreams. I didn't check all my visions with God and make sure that he 
was approving them or they came from him. And I just wanted to see if I could get God's go ahead or green light on my own visions. And because they didn't come to pass, I lost hope and I got mad at God and I got hurt at God. And I started mistrusting God with mm. my life, with my life and didn't realize and didn't sit down and take account and say, wait a minute, did that vision I had or that desire I had that didn't happen, that prayer I prayed that didn't get answered the way I thought it was going to, was it something that God wanted or is it something that I wanted? Oh, I love it. I love it. See, we were, we were to let the listener in. We were talking about this off mic, if you will, uh, and, and going through this and you, you brought that up in the conversation, which I thought was so powerful. I wish you'd say it again is we, we get these visions and these dreams and we, we automatically assign them to, well, God give me that. And I, and I love what you said. We're, we're not careful or quick to check. Did it come from God? Was it, yeah. was it something, was it pizza you eat last night? Was it, was it something that, didn't come from God and, and you rush to try to make that vision happen and it doesn't come to pass. I love what you said. And and there opens the door for the enemy to come in and go, see, God don't care about you. See, you're nothing. It, it doesn't work. This Bible thing doesn't work. And, and talk the listener into hopelessness and giving up. But you also, I, I want you to talk about this, what you described to me about Joseph what you said about Joseph getting the vision that he did. I, I don't want to take away from you. I want you to explain that, what you told me off mic. Oh, about Joseph. Yes. Joseph, yeah. A great example. I mean, he got, when, when he was very young, he had a dream. He had two dreams actually. And in his dreams, he, he dreamed that his brother's sheaves of wheat were bowing to him, signifying that one day, all of his brothers would be bowing to him. And then he had another dream that the moon and the stars and the sun were all bowing to him. And Scott, it went to his head. I mean, let's be honest. It went to Joseph's head. And when he was young, he probably bragged about it to the point where his brothers got sick and tired of him and sold him into slavery. Now, Joseph hung on to those dreams for a period of time. But I believe with all of my heart, when Joseph ended up in prison, when he ended up a slave, when he ended up in Egypt so far away from his father and his home and his brothers, he probably lost hope. He probably thought to himself, well, my dreams and visions are not coming to pass. They must not have been from God. Joseph got dreams and visions from God, but he didn't. See, he saw the end result in his dreams and visions, but he didn't see the middle of the road and he mm. gave up too soon, you know, and a lot of Christians got, they will, they will actually get a dream or a vision from God, but they only see the end result. And they don't see the journey and the journey is what's going to take the hope out of you. If you're not careful, Absolutely. If, you don't keep your, if you don't keep your eye on the prize and you know, when we're talking about the prize, we talked about, having the right vision and hope fails. We talked about this off mic and we're going to talk about it on mic. Hope fails, Scott. Our hope fails when one, our vision is not from God or two, we don't wait long enough for that vision to come to pass or three, we have a temporary vision and we forget the eternal vision. And we're going to talk about all three of those. But if the vision's not from God, we're going to lose our hope. And we didn't take the time to check and make sure that the vision or the dream or the desire or the goal we have for our life came from God. Or God says it's part of his plan too. Or we don't wait long enough for that dream and vision to come to pass. And the journey gets hard. And we want to give up because we haven't seen that go or that dream that we got from God come to pass. Or Scott, it's just a temporary vision and we forget the eternal vision. And let me explain what I mean by that. The most important thing in life is eternity. The most important thing in our life 
is eternity. We were created eternal beings. We were never meant to die. But when Adam and Eve sinned and fell and the curse of sin came upon the earth, then death came into our lives. And so now we've got two roads ahead of us. We've got two destinations. We've got our eternal destination and we've got our earthly destination. And our eternal destination is always going to be more important than our earthly destination. But Scott, the reason that we lose hope, the reason that so many people are in a state of hopelessness today is because they focused all their attention on their earthly destination instead of the eternal destination. And there is a temporary hope or a temporary vision or a temporary object or desire or a prayer that they're praying that does not come from eternity. Uh, Let me see if I can say it even better. The Bible states that in Titus, Jesus is our blessed hope. He is the only main greatest hope is his appearing, the return of the Lord and our being with him for eternity. That is the blessed hope. Now, a lot of people don't keep their eyes on that blessed hope, Scott, and they get their eyes off their blessed hope and they put it on temporary hope. And when they have a dream or a desire or a prayer on this side on during the journey, that's not a part of God's will, but it's a part of our will. And our will is more important to us than God's will is. And our, mm-hmm. dreams, our dreams become more important to us than God's dreams. And our desires become more important than God's desires. And we don't stop and say, God, what I desire, what I dream, what I want. Does it line up with your word? Does it line up with your will? And if it doesn't, and God tells us that we can realign our lives. But if we don't take the time to do that, of course we're going to get into a hopeless situation. Of course we're, of course we're going to get into a place where we feel hopeless because what we want isn't coming to pass. Scott, I have prayed prayers that didn't come to pass, and it made me lose hope. It made me mistrust God. But then I found out later on that they weren't desires from him. They were my own desires. They weren't things that I checked with God and said, is this okay? Can I have this? You know, sometimes, Scott, God answers our prayers by saying no, and we, mm. can't, handle the, we can't handle the no. We can't handle God's no because we always want him to say yes. And when he says no, it makes us feel hopeless. It makes us feel neglected as children it makes us feel abused like god don't love us and we lose hope and trust in him but we got to remember that everything that comes from god is for our best interest and when he says no he has an eternal reason and if we just wait for eternity it will make sense on the other side but we don't do that on this side scott because our our earthly destination is more important and that all stems from a humanistic gospel. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of the people that are listening to me right now may be in a hopeless situation, and it stems from the wrong gospel being preached. We have a lot of people who believe, and they think that God's main objective in their life is to make them happy or to <laughs> give them happy. No, let's be honest. And yeah. Did you... Did you not feel this way in your early in your Christian walk, Scott? Were you not convinced that being a Christian meant that God was going to make every one of your dreams come true and that his main objective was to make you happy and to cause you success? And you were preached this. See, this didn't just come from you. It comes from all those preachers on TV and on the Internet and on radio and on YouTube that say, God wants you to be the best you can be. God wants you to have everything that you want. God wants you to be successful. And these things might be true, but there's a greater will than these. Mm -hmm. Joseph had to realize in his lifetime when he was in prison that he was right where God wanted him to be. But I don't think he believed, but he had to come to terms that God wanted him in prison because he had a plan for his life. 
But I'm sure Joseph, when he was in prison, thought, God don't love me anymore. He's forsaken me. He's given up on me. He's not happy. My dreams and visions are not coming to pass. I'm glad Joseph didn't give up, and we can't give up either. Josh, I, I think whoever's listening to this and me as well, I'm going to go back. Is it's it's the life of Joseph. This this is what the Spirit, I believe. Boy, I feel the witness. This yeah. is what the Spirit is trying to get across to us and the listener is you can't see the overall plan for your life. Now, God may be gracious enough to give you, like you like you put, the end of the road vision, like he did Joseph. I'm on a I'm going to put you in a position, Joseph, that dream that he got. I'm going to put you in a position where even your father is going to bow to you. Now that's that's the end of the road. But yeah. he didn't show him the steps that it was going to take, the years that it was going to take to get him in that position to have that dream come true. He didn't show him that. And so, you know. I, I can see it now. I can watch his life and I can get that, but I'm sure he didn't at that time. It by faith then. By faith we're like, okay, I've got to trust God. He's he's got to get me there. I don't know how I'm gonna get there. I don't I don't know how I'm gonna be put in a place where my even my father and my brothers are gonna bow to me. Joseph didn't do that. And the series of events that went into his life to position him there. Oh, my gosh, you need to go back and you need to read the book of, of Joseph so yeah. much. So, Charles, I I can see this going on in, in my life. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time. I can see this going on in my life as I and I'll be honest with the listener listening to me. Maybe you can feel the same way. Maybe you're going through the same thing. But I was put in a job where I'm not making that much money, Charles. I have been in positions where the people that were coming in for me to train the new job made more money than me. They were making more money right off the bat than me. Well, I, I'm beginning to get a little aggravated. I'm beginning to start saying, Lord, don't you want the best for me? Here, here we go with what you're saying. Don't you want the best for me? Don't you want me to be making more money? It's not fair, God, that these people are making more money than me. And, and I start ranting and raving like that. And then the Lord begins to show me what he's doing with me accepting the position I'm in. Joseph began to accept the position he was in. Potiphar, not treating him well, but he stayed the course. He, he gets thrown in prison, gets accused of doing something he didn't do. He stays the course. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't stop. And the Lord began to show me the position I've got you in. If you'll stay humble and you'll humble yourself to my will, I can reach out to the people at this workplace. If you leave, I can't do that. And and we've I, I love what you're saying. We've got to start looking at this at the book of Joseph and the way he did things. I, I love it. I'm not trying to take a lot of time. Let me give this back to you. Well, you know, the story of Joseph takes up a huge space in the book of Genesis. It starts in Genesis chapter 30-something and goes to the end of the book. And it's all about the life from early in life all the way to the end of his life. And I believe that it was placed there for several reasons. First and foremost, Joseph was an example of Jesus Christ. You know, he was born in slavery. He he be dead and he comes back to life in his brother's lives and redeems them. Picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. But God is also there to teach us about hope because there's so many avenues you can, you know, there's so many things you can, so many routes and so many directions I could take this story. But I will say, I'm trying to be sensitive to the Spirit. I will say this, that Joseph was successful because one, he knew his vision that he got when he was young was from God and not his own. And so he that even in the bad times, when he ended up in prison, when he ended up accused of of uh, keeping Potiphar's wife and ended up in prison, he kept 
his eyes on the end result of what God gave him, a glimpse of where he was going. Now, I, I, wonder, in, I wonder in my own life, and I wonder in the lives of the people who are listening, if the words that came out of, of jo- the words that come out of our mouth, I wonder if they ever came out of Joseph's mouth. God, this isn't fair. Scott, mm-hmm. I don't believe any Christian can be saved for any amount of time until they've actually been angry with God and maybe even said those words out loud or in their prayer life. God, this is fair. Mm. Well, first, first of all, who defines who defines fair in your life? Is fair coming from definition or from God's definition? But we got to remember what's fair to us and what God is two different things. And if we keep our eye on the on the vision, on the end result, like Joseph did, then we're going to make heaven our home because the eternal destination or the blessed hope of the of the appearing of Jesus Christ is the main goal. It is the main goal. Now I would tell the listeners who are listening to us about Joseph's life, check your vision, check your objective, check your desire, check your dream, check your goal. Is it one that you came up with or is it one that you know came from God? If like Joseph, you know your vision or the destiny is from God, then hang on to it. Don't take your eyes off of it. Yes, you may go through the prison. Yes, you may end up in the pit. But there's still a palace in your future. You can't give up on it. But you have to make sure that the dream and the vision that you have came from God and not yourself. Now, if you are in the middle of that journey and you're in a point where you're saying it's not fair, I would caution you to be careful because you can lose out on your eternal destiny if you walk away from God because you think he's not being fair. Yep. Now, I'm not accusing anybody. I'm not judging anybody. I've been there. I've probably said those exact words to God myself. I'm almost convinced that I have sometime in my life, probably more than once, told God that what was happening to me was not fair. But thank God he was, he was merciful to me. He allowed me to bellyache for a while. He allowed me to be disgruntled for a while, but he waited for me to come back and and to admit to him, hey, I'm sorry. You never promised that I wouldn't go through the pit and the prison to get to the palace, but I know that my eternal destiny is with you, and that's true victory, and I got to keep my eye on the prize. Scott, we're talking to several different kinds of people today. We are. We are. And, you know, while you were talking about check your vision, I, this this come to me. I'm going to give this to the listener. The, the story of Gideon has always puzzled me up until now. It's always puzzled me when the Lord came to him and told him at the very beginning, you mighty man of valor, you want something done with the Philistines. I'm going to use you to yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, with God speaking to Gideon, he commands, I'm going to make this story short. He commands him to do something that <laughs> looks impossible to come to pass. Well, it seems impossible to happen, but Gideon wants to make sure. And you're, you're mentioning check your vision. And I've always been puzzled at, at the grace of God that would take Gideon. Remember, he, he said, Lord, if this is you speaking to me, then I want you to make the ground dry and this, this uh, sheep uh, hide that I'm going to lay on the ground. I want you to wet it. And and he wakes up the next morning. God's gracious enough to give it to him. See, I've spoken to you. Well, that ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. He, he goes back again. He goes, wait a minute. I got to make sure. Lord, if this is you speaking to me, now I want you to make the opposite happen. I want to make sure. And the Lord graciously gives him the, the okay, the amen. This is me to this man, and, and I've always been puzzled. I was like, why did you not blow up, Lord? Why, why did you not rebuke him for his unbelief? But God wants you. He, he has mercy and all kinds of patience when you are wanting to make sure 
what you are receiving is from the Lord. He will give you what you need to verify. He did for Gideon. He will for you. You check if you're receiving something from God, you want to make sure, Lord, you pray to him. Lord, I I need something. I need some kind of, of amen, okay, some kind of sign, and maybe he performs it. Do it again if you need to. Check and verify. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I say is we're speaking to several different people on this podcast. Some of the people we're speaking to have lost their hope because their vision's not from God. It's a vision they came up with from their self. It's a goal, a dream, a desire, and it's not coming to pass, and it's not from God. So number one, check your vision. Make sure that it's 100% from God. And if you need to be like Gideon, God to reaffirm and verify and assure you that the vision's from him, he's gracious enough to do it for Gideon. He will do it for you. Amen. And so the, there there are those, Scott, we're talking to who have received a vision of God, and they need to keep their eyes on the prize. Because if we're not careful, like I said, the enemy is going to make our journey to the prize so hard that we want to give up. Yep. But if we're like Joseph and we keep our eye on the prize, and even in the pit or in the prison, and I'm talking spiritually, in our lives we end up in a pit or we end up in a prison or somewhere we don't or going through something we don't want to go through. Keep your eyes on the prize and eventually it will come to pass. Mm, mm. Now there's a third there's a third person I want to talk just a minute while we have a time. We're about out of time, but there's a third person I want to talk to. And that's a person who has a temporary vision. And it's from God. But they got to remember that eternity is the main thing. Eternity is what matters most. most. And if you spend all your effort and all your energy on that temporary vision and you don't keep your eye on eternity, you will get discouraged. If you, you may have received a word from God on this side of the earth, on this side of life. And I'm talking about your earthly destiny. And just like Joseph, God has given you a dream. He's given you a vision. He's given uh, something in the midnight hour that you're hanging on to. And you're saying, God promised me this. I know he told me that I was going to have this. Or he told me I was going to have this. And I'm believing in it. And I'm saying, well and good. Keep your eye on us. But make sure you have a healthy balance of eternity versus temporary. Because if we spend all our efforts on temporary, we will lose. And we we got to keep our eye on eternity. Eternity is the main thing. That's what I want to say is getting home to Jesus is our main goal. And unfortunately, this humanistic gospel makes us put too much effort, importance, too much of our effort is spent on what we want on this side of life instead of on the other side of life. And on the other side of life is what matters most. Well said, well said. I'm, I'm going to say this without getting cranked up because you're touching a touchy subject with me. If anybody's listened to the other podcast, they, they know I get cranked up about this, but I, I think you said it best that there are ministers out there that want to and have been for a long time spreading a humanistic gospel that Jesus is all about making you happy, uh, never being sad, never being sick. Um, everything that you touch turns to tulips and your bank account's going to grow in leaps and bounds. And they're, they're pushing this gospel forward in a lot of places so that people believe it. And then, when they get a vision, I say, oh, well, if Jesus is that way, then I'm going to start a business. And because Jesus wants me to be so happy like that, my business will grow. Wow, I see visions of it getting worldwide. <laughs> and it and it don't happen. Yep. It don't happen. That's never been God's design. That, that don't happen. Or, or sometimes, Charles, it doesn't come to pass because 
the Lord can look down and see you and see if I give you this thing, it'll take your heart away from eternity yeah. and me. You'll, you'll fall in love with the thing more than you will me. And I hope people are listening to you when, when you say that. You know, it's all about making it home. I know this flies in the face of a big-time doctrine. I'll say this. I know it flies in the face of a big-time doctrine that you can never lose it. But, folks, making it home is the most important thing that you will ever do. And Jesus wants you to make it home more than they want your business to grow or your bank account to get fat. And he's worried about that. I better quit because I'll feel myself getting loud. So you take it back. I feel I'm getting cranked up about it. That that right there, Scott, is what I think most Christians, most people, not only Christians, but believers too. I believe that what we struggle with the most is to get temporary goals ahead of eternal goals. And what we want on this side of life is more important than what's on the other side. And Scott, you said it well. Making it home is the most important thing. Getting home to Jesus is ultimate victory. And it doesn't matter. I, and don't 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 hear me wrongly when I say it doesn't matter. It matters to God what happens to you on this side of life. It does. It matters to God. He doesn't want you to suffer unduly. He doesn't want you to go through pain and agony. But it's a fact of life, and it may happen. And yes, you will go through that you do not want to go through. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm not the preacher that's going to tell you that everything turns out gold and that everything works out for your benefit. I will be honest and tell you that the Bible says that man's life is short, full of trouble, that many are the afflictions, that the Bible says that man's life is but a vapor full of many sorrows. Even Jesus was called a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. Even the Son of God went through griefs and sorrow. So you're not going to escape bad things. Bad things happen. They're a fact of life. Your goals, your dreams, your vision. Some of them are God-given and they're going to come to pass. But there's some vision, some goals, some objectives, desires in your life that you want that are not going to come to pass because they're not coming from God and they're not a part of God's plan. But the ultimate victory is making it home. And if you keep your eyes on that, keep your eyes on Jesus. Just like Paul said, Scott, said, I keep my, I forget what's behind me. And I keep my eyes on the prize, which is Christ Jesus. And Scott, we're talking about a man who was in prison many times, stoned to death, stoned almost to death many times went through many sorrows and many afflictions. Even God said he would for the gospel's sake. His eyes on the prize. So in these last few minutes, God, I think we need to pray for the people who are listening. Pray for the first group of people. The first group of people who may have a dream, a vision, or a goal in their life, and they need to check. It's one from God and not from themselves. And they need to to verify that vision, verify that dream, verify that goal. Make sure it's from God, that it's God-given, that God's blessing it, that God's amen in it. And if not, they need to, to get one that is, or they're going to get into a hopeless situation, and they're going to lose out on hope, and they're going to be easy targets for the enemy to be on their lives and to cause them grief and sorrow because they've got their eyes focused on the wrong prize. Then I want you to pray for the ones who have took their eyes off the eternal goal of making it home to heaven and put their eyes on this temporary life, and they put too much stake in it, they put too much heart in it, they put too much effort in it, and they're discouraged and they're hopeless because life is not working out the way they thought it is. Have them be reminded by the Holy Spirit that making it home to Jesus is first and foremost the main objective and the greatest victory and our blessed hope. Would you pray for them, Scott? I will absolutely pray. I, I, I think you laid it out perfect. So we're just going to go ahead and go into prayer. Father, we thank you today for this word that you've brought forth. 
oh, how we felt your presence in this. I pray the listener has. And Lord, I, I pray for the first group of people that have received some kind of vision, some kind of word. Lord, may we always, first and foremost, regardless of who gives us a word or what, whether we receive it in a dream or whatever, may we always, first and foremost, our first move is to check and verify, check by your word, pray to you and let you verify, just like you did Gideon, Lord, that you are speaking to us. You don't get mad about that, God. You want us to verify. Lord, so I pray for these people that have received the word, received the vision. I pray they make sure. I pray they make sure. I pray right now something gets in their soul that they go to prayer and they begin to ask you. I know you're going to meet them there. I know you're going to verify if it's you, Lord. Oh, better yet, Lord, will you tell them if it's you or not? Give them the yes and the no. Let them know of a surety that God, you're being, they're being spoke to and not deceived. Boy, I feel that. I pray for these people that are listening right now in the name of Jesus. And, and I thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm going to pray for the number two as well, Lord. I pray for those that have took their eyes off for an earthly goal. Lord, I, I, I pray and I don't know the right words to pray. I'm just I'm just going to be Scott. Lord, help us to have a heart yeah. that nothing in this world means anything in the grand scheme of eternity. Lord, that going into heaven's gate and seeing your face and having you wrap your arms of love around us should be our number one main goal and the listener's goal as well, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for that. If, if we've fallen into temptation because we want some earthly treasure, Lord, I pray right now that, that the, the Spirit of God would come to that person and reveal this trap, Lord, that they veered off course. We'll give you the praise for that. And I, I want to pray for the third. There's a third group, Charles. I want to pray for the third group. There's, there's a people out there that have received the vision for real. They've received the dream for real, from the Lord, and they're still waiting, and, and they're, they're battling about losing hope. I want to give you that are listening in that category, I want to give you a word. Just like Joseph, hold on to your integrity. Hold on to your integrity while you're waiting for the vision to come to pass. While you, you've checked it. You've made sure. You know it's God. You've not yet seen it come to pass. Hold your integrity. Joseph would not bow to sin. He would not give in to temptation. He would not lay with Potiphar's wife. He would not do, uh, not do the things God wanted him to do. Even in prison, he held on to his integrity. I'm giving you a word right now. Hold on to your integrity. Do continue to walk before the Lord that is pleasing and do the things that you are supposed to do and that you know to do that are pleasing to the Lord. And you will see the vision come to pass. Hold on with your integrity. So I pray for you right now. I pray for strength. You need strength. You've been battling. You've been going through a lot. You've been fighting temptation. You've been fighting to give up and quit. I pray for strength of the Holy Ghost to come upon you right now in the name of Jesus and give you the strength to carry on and go forward. I pray that for you. And I give you the praise, Lord Jesus, for bringing this word. We thank you for being in this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen. I can have surety say that Scott was praying for me. I'm in that group of people. I God to give me a new vision, a new focus, on the ultimate prize, I myself were in, was in that prayer, and I believe, listener, you were in that prayer. Those groups applies to you, and I want you to take heart to hear what we've said on this podcast, to really seek God's face and make sure that your vision's from God. If it is from God, to make sure the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal is the main focus and to wait upon the Lord because he will bring it to pass like he promised that he would. Don't give up. Now, I thank so much for God speaking to us today, Scott. I thank you for me on this podcast as always. I know God spoke to us. I hope, listener, that you're encouraged. I hope you feel what I have felt, heard what I have heard, with your ears and eyes, and you take it to heart. 
have other resources that you could enjoy while you're waiting on another podcast. First and foremost, let me say this podcast, the supplemental. He send those messages out in between these bigger messages. Enjoy those. Take those. Listen to those. They are encouraging. They're uplifting. Sometimes they're hard to hear, but they're always good for the soul, always good for the spirit, always coming from God. I urge you, if you've not been listening to his supplemental podcast, make sure you're doing that. Also, we have blogs that you can read of messages that we received from God in the past. They will be linked in the show notes of this podcast. You can follow those links and read those blogs. If you would like to follow us, we do have a Facebook page at Cry of the Watchman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. And we would love to hear from you. This is your opportunity again. If you would like for your name to be added to that list that we for every week, then contact us through our email address. It is simply key underscore David Ministries at yahoo.com. It will all in the show notes of this podcast. I encourage you, write to us. Let us hear from you. Whatever kind of feedback you would like to share, whether you agree with us or not, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, we would add you to the list. To hear from you, it encourages us. It speaks to our It gives us to know that you're out there listening to us, doing some, doing some God some good and that we're being a productive part of his kingdom. Now, if you would like to be a productive part of the kingdom of God, do us a favor. Share these messages. Put them out on your show, social, on your platforms. Send these. Send the link to this to other believers, other people that you love. Share this message with others. In doing so, you will be a part of this ministry. You will help us get the word out. You will lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Rewards for the day that Jesus appears. And I hope you do so. Thank you so much for praying for us. Keep us in your prayers. We will keep you in our prayers. It is of David's objective. It is our it is it is the it is the dream the key of David podcast for each and every person listening. The Watchman of the Wall Ministries wants you to repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand.